Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? In this episode, we'll discuss ways to prep your home for a party, release the notion of comparison and stress when it comes to hosting, and reflect on one of my favorite neighborhood parties ever. This is episode 77. Here we go. Well, thank you listeners for being with me this week. It's so great to chat with you. (laughs) I just love getting the opportunity to be invited into your life. And so thank you for listening. All right. Well, I just thought I'd begin this whole episode about hosting a neighborhood bash by just reflecting briefly on one of my favorite things we've ever done in this neighborhood we currently live in. So a while back, we had all of our neighbors over. So we invited them all. We just went door to door and literally had a little invitation and said, hey, we're going to do this little party and you're all welcome to come and we're inviting the cul-de-sac. And so it was just really fun. So we did this. We had people over. They stayed later than I thought they would in a, in a good way. Like everyone was chatting and getting along and it was just a dessert night. So everybody brought their favorite dessert or just something fun and it could be store-bought or not. It didn't matter. And we just chatted out in the backyard and it was a nice evening and it was one of my favorite things we've done in the couple of years we've lived in this particular neighborhood. The thing about neighborhood parties is that they don't need to be intimidating. You don't need to do them all the time. You don't have to do them every Friday or something. But if you do it every now and then, it can really, it can just really help you get to know your neighbors and connect with them on a deeper level besides the, hey, how are you doing at the mailbox or the little interactions we may have or just the waving as we're driving in and out of our driveways. So I just love this opportunity that is here for us that we'll talk about is just hosting something at your home for your neighbors. So instead of starting with sharing ideas about how to throw a party and what you might serve and all those details, let's just step back and think big picture. Okay, because when it comes to this whole topic of hosting, hospitality, having people into your home, I think there's a lot of things that immediately come to the surface when we start thinking about this. Like, think with me, what stops us from wanting to host a neighborhood party? (laughs) When you hear that, what rises up in you? Like, ooh. For me, sometimes it's just too nervous about, I don't even know what it is, just too nervous about like really opening up and having people into my home, even though that's something I really strive to do. And I think... I think I do a great job with my friends and I think that I'm trying to do better with our neighbors and it's just so great because I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it and but but initially I think a lot of things stop us. So I think just being intimidated, comparing too much to what you think in your head that you have to do to have a party like a really high standard maybe, like perfection. Um, Another thing that might stop you is just kind of anxiety and nerves around people and just having more than one of them over (laughs) into your house. But here, here's another question. Why should we consider having our neighbors over? And I think the main reason is just to be able to get to know them a little bit better and to provide an opportunity for them to get to know each other. One of the things that happened at our party that I remember, we've done several of these, but the one I'm thinking of where it was the dessert night is that a lot of people were saying, I have, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I have lived here for years and I've never gotten to know so-and-so or this other neighbor over here. And thank you for providing this 
opportunity, this atmosphere. And I was so thrilled that we did that because that was one of the, the benefits of having people over is connecting them to each other. So it wasn't even all just about us getting to know our neighbors better. They got to know each other. So connection and love and sharing with each other, just bonding a little more, it really also helps foster a sense of community and connection and and almost protection, like looking, we're all looking out for each other. And I love that the more I've gotten to know my neighbors, the safer I feel in my neighborhood. It's really, it's really comforting to know that I know every person's name and I have most of their phone numbers in our little area. And that just doesn't always happen. I think we live in an age with a lot of fear producing headlines and people get intimidated and scared. They don't want, they think their house has to be perfect and they don't want to have you over. And it's like, no, 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 that's all just a skewed impression of what it really means to have people over. And we'll talk about that, why, why it's just so good to do and why certain things don't really even matter. So one more question before we dive into the nitty gritty of what planning a party for your neighbors could really look like. How can we overcome some fear and anxiety when it comes to opening our homes? I think for me, it's been just stepping out and doing it. So oftentimes the first step is the hardest. Like even with exercise, sometimes it's hard to just even make yourself get up and go to the gym or open your door and go for a run. And I think it's similar with having people over. Sometimes it's just taking that step of throwing out the invitation. Here you go. Here it is. And so I took one of my daughters, actually might've been both of them, when we went and invited people. And if they weren't home, I just tucked the envelope, the little card in their in their doorway. And so literally we got like an 80% turnout. Like we got so many people, they all wanted to come. Everybody wants to hang out, but everybody thinks each other is too busy. <laughs> and, and a lot of that can cause anxiety too. Like I don't want to invite them because what if they think, I don't know, I don't know, I'm just nervous. Or what if they're too busy? And what if they all say no? And letting all that anxiety go because all you're doing is just providing an atmosphere of love and connection and food and simple you know it's just simple it doesn't have to be over over complicated a lot of times we really overthink things and all people want is to feel like you like them you know that that they're welcome okay so let's transition a little because i feel like the nitty-gritty is just really fun to talk about as well okay so this is what could the details look like and by that i mean how not to care if your party is not pinterest worthy right and not to obsess about that too much maybe you don't struggle with that but i, I know i do and I think a lot of us do just worrying about it being perfect or worrying about kind of the wrong things instead of the heart of it. So hospitality, as I mentioned in episode 76, has much more to do with a heart attitude, not the grand living room, the perfectly fluffed throw pillows and impeccably made food. What do we all crave as human beings? Connection. And what do we want to feel in someone's home? We want to feel loved, right? We want to feel accepted and warmly welcomed in. So if you're going to worry or focus on anything, make sure that love and connections at the top of your list. I love how Michael and Smith, and she's also known as the nester on social media and her blog and everything. She's an author and just a wonderful woman. She talks about mostly homemade things at a party. For example, you may get pre-made appetizers, but you make the dinner. Or you could buy a fun dessert, but you take a few extra moments to set a beautiful table and cook a big batch of spaghetti for everyone. So like the other day at the grocery store, I noticed how many great pre-made, pre-packaged options there are when it comes to hors d'oeuvres and like meats and cheeses or veggie trays with dip and everything's just already cut for you. So that whole idea of mostly homemade or a, a mix and match of some things you bought, some things you made, not putting that pressure on like everything has to be made from scratch. And if I'm not slaving away in the kitchen for like six hours before people come, it's not a real party because <laughs> that'll stop you most likely 
from ever wanting to have a party. It's a lot of pressure. If you love to be in the kitchen and you want to put that much work into it, that's awesome. But don't let that idea that everything has to be made from scratch intimidate you so badly that you never have anyone over. You can do a nice fun combination of, of things with when it comes to your food prep. So do you like this idea of mostly homemade as you're thinking about it with me? I really love it. Okay, let's break down kind of how you prep your house for having a party of any kind, especially like a neighborhood bash. So I'm going to break down the house prep into a couple different rooms and zones that are the main areas your guests are going to be in because they're not going to be going into all the bedrooms. They're not going to be in every single bathroom. Odds are they're going to be in the living room, the kitchen and dining area, and one bathroom that's like a guest bath. Okay, so keep in mind this is for more of like a planned party, not an impromptu get together. So I'm gonna advocate here, first of all, to use a timer, set a timer for 15 minutes for the living room and five minutes for the bathroom. It keeps you moving quickly, it keeps you motivated, and it reminds you that tidying up doesn't have to take all day or be super dramatic. We can all pretty easily carve out 15 or 20 minutes to clean up before a party. So in the living room, here's my advice, and this is just from observation, experience, and general reading I've done about this whole topic. Before I have people over for a party, I do a quick vacuum, I straighten up if I need to sweep a little, if the kids have tracked something in, I sweep real quick, I put the kids' toys and any kind of paper clutter away because there's nothing worse than like a stack of bills and mail sitting out where your guests are gonna see and they could even see too, like, too much information. <laughs> too much personal information, just tuck all that away. Tuck it in your bedroom. Close the door to your bedroom. No need for everybody to see that. Okay, and then for the bathroom, don't laugh, but these are my practical suggestions. Empty your trash. This may not be on your radar, but I love to do this. There's just something about an empty trash can. It's just great. I don't want guests to see like used Kleenex and Q-tips like ew and whatever else might be in our bathroom trash. Also, it helps eliminate any weird odors. And um, I don't know, if you have kids, this is just important. Make sure you tidy up the toilet area. I mean, we have a little toddler learning how to use the potty more and <laughs> more and more. And doesn't always, it's, it's not always perfectly clean. So you got to clean that very frequently, especially before you have people over. And the sink in the mirror, or if it's sticky and has toothpaste on the faucet or something like that. This can literally take less than five minutes, I promise. I also think in your bathroom, the one that the guests are going to use that it's vital to provide an extra roll of toilet paper out where guests can see it, like on top of the toilet is fine. And it's also so good to provide an air freshener, like a little spray, a little pretty, pretty smelling thing that they can use. Goodness knows how helpful that can be <laughs> if you're at someone else's house and the toilet paper runs out and you're in there and you don't know the people very well. There's nothing worse than being like, I don't want to ask where it is and I'm stuck in here. And then, or the, if you need to use the air freshener and there's nothing, and if you need to wash your hands and the soap runs out, you know, all those types of things. So I often burn a scented candle in our main bathroom when people are over. That way it already smells good to start. And I always provide some sort of little air freshener spray that they can use. Other kind of general tidying tips for you as far as before you have your neighbors over or people over, just kind of walk through the front doors of your own, your own house like you're a guest. Kind of just look around, walk through, and then tidy up to the level that allows maximum relaxation and enjoyment of your space. So make sure you provide like a cozy blanket or pillows on your couch and the toys and clutter are picked up so people aren't tripping over Thomas the train <laughs> and just a general refresh of your main living area where people will be hanging out. 
I also like to make sure that our main trash can in the kitchen is empty or mostly empty to start because again, odors from food or whatever can not smell very good. There's nothing worse than trying to shove your paper plate in your cup into an overflowing trash bin at a party, you know, and there's like, uh, you don't know what else to do. <laughs> Okay, so let's shift a little to food prep. I I just love that idea of, of my Quillens of mostly homemade. So mostly homemade, say it with me, mostly homemade. Buy some and make some. Have guests bring a little something to share. At our dessert party, like I said, some people baked cookies from scratch and they were delicious. Some people brought store-bought cupcakes and they were also delicious. You know what I mean? We had more than enough food and it was fun to see everyone's creativity in action. And believe me, nobody cared which cookies were store-bought or not, or which thing, you know, took more time. It was just a joy to get everyone together. And people brought what they had time to bring and what they felt good about, and it was it was just perfect. Okay, let's move on to music, because I am going to go out on a limb here and say, I think that every party needs, and I mean needs, music. Have fun with this. Create a party playlist on Spotify or Amazon and remember the mood you want to create. Like you don't want to lull people to sleep with slow, soothing piano or symphony music. (laughs) You know, be thinking about the atmosphere, the vibe you want to create and the lyrics of songs. Sometimes you'll play like a pop song (laughs) or a pop station and then you're like, oh, I forgot about that line in that song and something inappropriate that you just like you just forgot about it and there's small kids around and so you're like embarrassed so anyways just be thinking through the moods and the lyrics and everything and just kind of create a fun playlist or pick a station you know is great you can always skip a song if you want but that takes paying attention during the party and that can sometimes be stressful so I just make a playlist sometimes so I just think everything's better with music it covers dead spots in conversation the music itself can be a conversation starter it can provide joy and energy or peace whatever mood you need uh, you can help create with music in your home. This is so cool. There's some articles I read about the power of music. And of course, you know, I was a choir teacher and I did music. I have done music my whole life and I still do. And so I'm just a huge proponent of using music in our home. But research indicates that music can stimulate emotions through specific brain circuits. Okay, so even when a kid hears a song and he starts dancing to their rhythm, that's because the music and the brain are engaging and they're engaging that mood and emotion for that child. It's so cool. So if you can help create a positive mood for your party. Another thing I read about music from gethealthystayhealthy.com said, isn't it interesting how hearing a particular song can bring back a special memory or make you feel happy or calm or pumped up? People are born with the ability to tell the difference between music and noise, and the brain actually has different pathways for processing parts of music, including pitch and melody and rhythm and tempo. It even said like fast music can actually increase your heart rate, breathing and blood pressure, and slower music can have the opposite effect. So just keep all that in mind. And this is so cool. When you're listening to music that you love, So this is for like the people at your party. If it's just a great song or a great set of songs, the brain will actually release dopamine that has that positive effect on your mood, which is so great. So you can like up the the joy factor at your party because of the type of music you play. So never underestimate the power of music. Okay, let's talk again about just the whole heart of the party as you're preparing, you're doing all this stuff, you've you've emptied your trash, you've made sure everything smells nice, you've just done a quick tidy. Just remember the purpose of getting people together is to love on them and connect with them. 
it's not to impress them with your sparkling clean home. Although if you're like me, you enjoy making your home smell nice, clean and fresh, right? For guests. It's not about the perfect decor. It's not about whether your living room could be featured in a magazine or not. It's all about connection. So now I just want to say too, if you're spontaneously having someone over and you invite them and you've got laundry sitting near your bedroom that need to, needs to be folded and put away, don't apologize. Just maybe just tuck it in your room or better yet, just own it. Like, oh yeah, there's just laundry, but you don't need to comment on it. Like, I think we apologize far too much. Like someone comes over and we're like, I'm sorry, we've been meaning to paint the living room or, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I really should have vacuumed or, but that just actually, <laughs> I think that makes people feel bad. Like, oh, do you have a bunch of chores you want to do right now instead of visiting with me? Or <laughs> like, am I intruding? Or your apology may point out something that your neighbor didn't even see, right? Like some people don't see clutter as much as others. So they might be like, I wouldn't have even noticed had you not brought it up. Or worse, our apologies can give the impression that we think our neighbor is so picky about a clean house that they would judge us and not want to hang out with us, which is so silly because that's usually never the case. If you're like me, you're surprised or a little sad that someone thinks they have to clean up before you come over. It's like, oh, I'm your friend. I'll just come on over. I don't really care at all. <laughs> you know. So we want to be relaxed about our homes. And yes, if we're having a giant party and we want to take the time to tidy up and do all those things I was saying, that's totally great. And I think it's a gift to give people that you took time and made your house beautiful for them. But when it's just someone dropping by, don't ever feel like you have to apologize, right? If they're a good friend, of course they're gonna not care. <laughs> they're just gonna want the heart, the heart of it, the heart of connection, the heart of getting together, the, just sitting on your couch with a cup of coffee chatting. I have a friend, I just saw her recently. We just sit on my couch and talk and the kids, you know, they're pretty little, but they just do their thing or play or whatever. And it's so fun because I never feel like I have to apologize like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I never have to feel like there's a pressure, like a lot of pressure involved. We just connect and it's such a life-giving time and we both love it. And we're always like, let's do this again. So let's move on to the last aspect of kind of parties as far as like with your kids. So what about them? So depending on the ages of your kids, I would say 100% have them help you prep. Kids can do so much more than we think they can. They can set out napkins. They can help you place a bouquet of flowers on the table. They can help get the dishes out that you need or paper plates or whatever you're using. They can put the hors d'oeuvres out. They can help you get the music going. They can light a candle. They can set out the drinks. I'm even going to advocate that on the house prep part of what I talked about, you can definitely have your kids help. They can sweep, vacuum, empty a trash bin. I mean, how easy is that? Take it out of the bathroom, dump it in the big trash or outside or wherever and walk it back. <laughs> it takes like two minutes and any kid could do that. Wipe down a sink and a faucet, they can just contribute, right? And that builds that sense of teamwork within a family. And I'm just always trying to do a better job of that, like including my kids in the tidying up process or getting ready for whatever we're doing as a family. And it's so good and they like helping, they like, they like feeling a part of something. So one last thing to note, because I do think that a lot of us struggle with actual anxiety or things that, Things come into our, our minds that aren't true, but it's hard not to believe them. So here's the thing. When you think about having people over, if you legitimately get stressed and nervous and your mind just goes 100 miles an hour, here's the thing. I have a couple of ideas that have worked for me and I'm just going to share them with you. If I am stressed or I'm getting too tense um, and I'm not enjoying the process of prepping my home or the food or whatever, I will just have the kids go do something else. Like if 
you know, especially if Jonathan's home, I'll be like, hey, babe, could you take the kids outside to play for 30 minutes or whatever it is that I need to just kind of regroup and remember. It's all about the connection. It's all about the heart. It's all about loving on these people that are coming to my house in one hour, right? So having the kids go do something fun, giving them a snack and having him sit out on the front porch, whatever it is to get some peace and quiet to regroup, gather your thoughts and kind of go through your little list of preparations. If you have one like I do typically like, oh yeah, did I do this? Okay, good. And it just helps me stay calm. And that might be something that you, you would find helpful too. For me too, it's also really important that I pray and readjust my heart attitude if I feel like I'm sliding into panic mode or like tense mode or I'm becoming overly worried about others think. Prayer can always align our hearts with God's heart and remind us that this get together you're about to have is about people, not things. It's relationship building. It's not showing off your cooking skills or your tidiness. It's about connection and love. Okay, so I'll sum all these tips in a takeaway for you right now when it comes to hosting a neighborhood party and having people over in general. So for the basic house prep, those few rooms that people are going to actually be in when they come over, have your kids help. Set timers to help you not obsess and get carried away with this step, but tidy up, just tidy up. Put some cluttery toys or junk away so people have room to relax and freshen your bathroom and your main living area. And of course, the kitchen and dining, depending on how that how your layout is, just quickly set that timer and go for it. And you'd be amazed at how that timer really gets you going like it lights a fire under me. I'm like, yes, 10 minutes and I'm done. (laughs) And the second tip was music. Use use it. It's such an atmosphere setter and a mood maker. The third tip is around food. Keep it simple. If you're up for more and feeding others is practically your love language, then go for it. But otherwise, you could have people bring something. That way your neighbors can contribute. Everyone gets to try different things and it's a fun way to connect. Do that mostly homemade idea. And lastly, the fourth tip is to remember the heart. The heart of the issue, (laughs) the heart of the party is just connection and, and love. Those are the goals. Don't get caught in the comparison trap. It doesn't matter what some mom in the Midwest did for her kid's birthday party. (laughs) I'm saying this because it seems to me that all these super talented, artsy, and incredibly great bakers or cooks seem to be from the Midwest, but maybe that's just who I look at it on Instagram. (laughs) But don't get caught in that comparison trap. Just do your thing, have people come, and it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. I promise. All right. Well, let's move into the next segment, which is my favorite things. And I'm just going to go ahead and use one that's related to having parties. And it's just a little Bluetooth speaker. Just have a Bluetooth speaker, unless you have some elaborate like stereo system in your home, but just grab a Bluetooth speaker and set it in the living room or wherever people are mainly going to be at. Keep it reasonably low. So it's not like blaring lyrics that people like over people's talking, (laughs) but just have that music going. And also one of my other favorite things with parties, like I said, is just a pleasant light scent. So if it's a candle or you're diffusing oil, have a nice scent wafting through your home. Crack open some windows earlier in the day to get some fresh air in there and just be kind of like feeling the temperature of the room, literally, like not just how hot or cold it is, but just be feeling like, is the music too quiet? Is is everything smelling look good, looking good? How is everyone doing? Is there someone lonely off in the corner that I need to go bring in? the conversation, just kind of keep feeling out the room and the music and scent are just so lovely to include in your party. And I would just, I just love when people are over having them be like, oh, it smells really good in here. Oh, what song is this? And it's just a great way to show people you care. All right. I have one more short little segment for you today. And that's a bungle bee moment, just a funny random thing that happens at home. 
And if you have a bungle moment to share, go to sundayafternoonmama.com and click on share a bungle moment or just message me on social media. All right, this is super cute. So recently, my oldest daughter got to spend the night at a friend's house and this friend had written out a little cute schedule of what they were gonna do. It was so awesome. Her mom texted it to me, a picture of it to me, and it was just so precious. It was like, number one, do this. Number two, do your do our nails. <laughs> number three, watch a movie and have, have pizza or whatever. It's just like, it was so thoughtful and so precious. And they're both in second grade, the friend and then my daughter. And I just was dying. It was so awesome. And I just thought, what a sweet little friend. She's like thinking through how they're gonna hang out, what they could do that would be fun. And then it it was so cute on the because it was like a Saturday evening there she was gonna stay over she said something like number five was like go to sleep and then it was like or at least try to <laughs> it was so cute <laughs> oh my goodness I love kids and how they think it's so precious okay so that will wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama be sure to tune in next week and please if you enjoy this podcast tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too you can also screenshot this episode and share it to your social media. Come visit sundayafternoonmama.com. Check out one of the most recent blog posts on Saturday Adventures and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. And in the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.